episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Welcome back, corporate cronies and ski bunny slopers, to another hot cocoa and rum-filled episode of Cosmic Crit. This is your chalet valet, Patrick, here, welcoming you to a special episode this week, as joining me is not the full crew of the Drift Rider, but two business-minded baddies and savvy conglomerate CEOs in the form of Miles, Andrew, Blaine, Ramey, and Nack. Hi-o. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, we're recording on a weird night, and it's just the three of us. Who needs We can the make it if we try. Other three. <laughs> so, yeah, this week's episode's a little different, a little nice and cozy. Uh, what do you call it when there's there's three of us? I call a it a, bro- a uh, thruple. Br- brosy. It's brosy. It's some brosy in here, yeah. Three, three amigos. Three amigos. You guys. It's almost uh, like we used to do this every week. I was about to say, yeah, we've yeah. we've talked the three of us way too much on on podcasts throughout our our history. But you've both been talking about doing a crit pit kind of episode stinger with just the two of you, you know, talking about your characters. Oh, and- so initially we had, and we just never did this, but we had this idea to do a bunch of like well, infomercial we, commercials. We just haven't done it yet. <laughs> and and have them at like the end of the episode or of, of us like pitching things like a space QVC. <laughs> There'll be time in the future for that. But yeah, uh, it didn't quite click that we had a single idea for that. But now that you guys are resting, there's a little bit of downtime. I had a, an idea for a potential special story and yeah that's that's what i want to do this week that I, I didn't have this idea until like last week when you were talking about it and i was like you know after the starship combat i was like oh this makes sense we could probably do this now are you guys ready to jump into it this evening oh yeah, yeah. uh this is after you've of course finished exploring the civ ruins on jetterat Miles Ramey was able to defeat the ancient alien virus that seemed to infect, you know, the technology here. And it was somehow negatively affecting the weather on the planet as well. And Drew Knack has been absorbing the Civ language <laughs> the entire time. And after you guys blasted a few drones out of the sky, you've been afforded some well-earned downtime. And we we catch up with your characters this week as the liaison of New Horizons Resort, Mr. Johnstable Handswaggle, <laughs> leads you to your executive suites. Is Johnstable a constable? <laughs> no, but he's a, a long line of handswaggles that are they're like butler kind of people. And he, of course, knows who you are, Nack. He says, oh, Mr. Feldspar, Mr. Quindar, uh, I just want to say that I'm a big fan of your work uh, you know the, the trivid the empire of bone strikes back is it's one of my favorites D- do you guys really take down the corpse fleet and save the universe like like the movie says well we had help <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course you got the muscle <laughs> and, and and all that but it seemed like you guys were were really the ones leading the way and all the good ideas well you know it, it's really a team even though we might have the good ideas, we may not have the muscle, we may not have the, the, the strength, we may not have the aim, but, you know, the, the Drift Rider crew, we were a, a good team, and, and well, I say we're, we are a good team. I, it's so good to be back with these guys. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's great that you, is this going to be the, the subject of your next 
a movie or is it going to take place on Jedrat? Do you think you'll shoot on location here? Uh, uh, NDAs, NDAs. Uh, it's a non-disclosure agreement. I don't know if you know what that is, but uh, <laughs> our lips are sealed. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, wow, that's awesome. And and what have you guys been up to since 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 then? Do you, do you both work for the Starfinders still, uh, Ramy? What what have, what have you been doing? Well, we do some stuff for the, the Starfinders. You know, it's good to keep our images associated with them, and you know they're kind enough to let us use their name and logo for virtually all of our stuff free of charge because, you know, hey, they're good like that. <laughs> it sounds like the, the Starfinder's endorsement is kind of like our our partnership with Paizo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can use their, their logo. We get to play all their games uh, what we want, take their their starships out for, for drive. I like, I like to think that, that Remy and Knack worked out a better deal, but... <laughs> yeah, well, not only that, but like, I mean, I, I figured like no one's going to press us because, you know, we kind of saved the universe, you know, a, a little little universe saving and, and people tend to, you know, treat you a little different. We make the Starfinder logo look good. The Starfinder, the, Star, the Starfinder Society, you know, they they help us out. Yeah, you guys can reflect on that as you're you're walking towards a, a suite of cabins kind of on the side of the mountain. Knack, you have taken over the Absalom section of Feldspar Co., which is kind of like, I imagine, the New York City offices for like a huge international corporation. It's definitely a, a major headquarters, if not the headquarters. And, but in addition to that, you got to take over the former Fusion Queen. What, what else do you think Knack's been up to in the, the meantime? We, we've talked about doing, you know, brand licensing for your your characters there's obviously merchandise for the drift rider crew Any, anything else you think your 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 character's been doing well really it, it's it's not just what my character's been doing because because knack has found kind of a, a new friendship with with Raimi and in a sense that if you go back to to season one i mean if you go back to season one at least for a while there <laughs> Uh, nobody like nobody like Knack. Well, did your characters <laughs> nobody like Raimi either? <laughs> did your characters ever even talk? Uh, uh, not yes. I don't, I don't think once, the entire season they ever. Had once the family stuff started coming up, mm. Raimi and Knack started to kind of warm up to each other because I remember cool. specifically a moment where Knack came up to Raimi and, and and was like, "I know how difficult mm. family stuff can be." And well, I mean, neither of you were business bros back in, in season one, which is no, I mean, well, Ramey actively did, had nothing to do with the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he was one on the run and virtually penniless, you know, and, and same with Knack. I mean, he had his, his sister had, had emptied his accounts and he was he was kind of on the, the outside of things. But but through that sort of realizing that as as different as they could be in the moment on stuff, you know, they, they have a lot of shared experience and shared history. <laughs> You've made tri- uh, trivids about the exploits of the the Drift Rider crew, which I mean, if you guys want to like name episodes <laughs> of a long series of, of movies, or I don't know, maybe, maybe they're just like hour long specials. <laughs> uh, you can, but Knack is the one that came out as kind of the voice of the group. One might say the face of the party, and has probably garnered the most fame out of it. How do you think Knack? has felt going from you know hiding ducking debtors and family obligations to being more recognizable now than even Adros was years ago 
it, it's interesting to, to to think about Knack with that because he was so in hiding because of of because you know he didn't know who he could trust and 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 all of that. But now I think he sort of realized that you know if people know your face and they know your reputation, you can kind of use that uh, as a bargaining chip in different in different negotiations. And it's hmm. you know anytime it's like ah what you know imagine a big business meeting uh, where someone is 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 trying to go against him is like mm, yeah but i did save the universe from the corpse fleet and the stellar degenerator and you know you've seen the movies but i got all this uh, and he pulls out robob and i, I got all this on <laughs> tape <laughs> <laughs> oh i've been in your pocket this entire time oh gosh do you have like your own portable is robob now just like a a style of camera dr- drone that you've marketed. You've got like Robo Robob uh, 3.0. Yeah, it's it, it, it's really just a shell uh, that you can kind of. It's like a case for a phone. You just put that case on your camera drone, and <laughs> it makes it look like Robob. Miles, let's talk about Rainy for a little yeah. bit. You, you've had plenty of time to relax, reconnect with your family, and uh, spend time with uh, Liana Javon. What have the past few years been like for you? You've so, got to settle back at, at home. Yeah. So Rami, Rami, obviously he got into the business, but also, you know, Versus was a little bit of a mess when he left, you know, with, with everything that happened with the cult and his parents being, you know, controlled. And so mm-hmm. he's, he's, he did a lot of, to kind of help push Versus in the right direction. And, and kind of make it a little bit more of a utopia. And not only that, like, yeah, he started to embrace the business. He turned himself into a brand, which is the exact opposite of what he was in the first season. Because, you know, for him, I think part of it was not only just figuring out who he was, but also kind of embracing the fact that his family was what they were. And so in turn, instead of treating it like a cross to bear, you know, he he revitalized the company and and turned it into something that that he stood for mm-hmm. with and, a little help well yeah, obviously <laughs> <laughs> but there's and i think that's the one thing is like once once the dead sons campaign concluded i i feel like knack and Raimi both when they were kind of because they both had their uh, very similar storyline in in terms of like how they came you know back into their uh, running their own companies for their family and I feel like there is certainly a kinship that developed, not just that, because I think those two would be the ones that talk. They're doing business. They're going to be in similar rooms anyway. And so I think it was just natural that those two became closer after the campaign and, and ending up in very similar spots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, with, with their, 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 both their creative minds and, and Nax like business sharpness, I feel like, you know, yeah, the first thing they did was, you know, license their adventures for comics and, and movies and hollow games and, and, you know, everything like that. And Cos- Cosmic Crit, the comics, um, it's, it's got a ring to it. It does. Cos- Cosmic Crit comics. If, Comic if, only crit. <laughs> if only we would get sued to oblivion if we tried to do that. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I feel like Raimi, Raimi is in, in the first time that he can really think of is in probably the best place he can be. Mm-hmm. And so coming back to the Drift Rider crew, at least for Raimi, I mean, yes, he wasn't as close with Alindra and, you know, Dross, he was, he, I mean, he wasn't really close with anybody at first. And I think, you know, he, he grew to love all of them 
But I feel like at the end of that campaign, you know, Knack was the one that he kept up with the most. Do you think you'd uh, spend some time trying to rekindle a relationship with uh, Leanna, your your former? Oh, yeah. No, he absolutely. That was absolutely something that probably would have happened. I mean, (laughs) but then you're just back out there adventuring again. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot going on. And I honestly didn't have a lot because, you know, she went missing. And so I think a lot of it was for those few years was her trying to kind of get back that time that she lost. You know, she's yeah. she's doing things as well. She's I mean, because she was she was a pilot. She did her own thing. Yeah, um, she's um, you know, she's helping out, I'm sure, with with business matters as like consultant, perhaps for the most part, a lot of I think business decisions your parents used to make, they might have been locked out of for a number of, of, of years while like things got settled out of court with, with all the problems that came up with their kind of being com- not complicit, but being under the control of the, the corpse fleet's machinations. So e- very easily you could have stepped in and, and take over and their shares on like board meeting votes and things like that. But we've talked a great deal about your guys's adventures together in, in corporate Starfinder worlds like what what do those in your minds look like i think one of the trivia questions was was the what planet did you have an adventure on it was like a leofaran moon i want to say but (laughs) i forget yeah are are you doing like espionage or corporate takeover kind of things do you think is there is there business yeah I mean, because, you know, for Raimi, because that's what he wanted to do anyway. Now he's got the resources and the funds and the recognition that, you know, he doesn't always have to sneak around. He can kind of pull that kind of very similar to, to Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man, you know, just kind of show up with a soundtrack booming and his bright costume with his logo on, you know, just like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and fix all the things that the the corpse fleet had kind of spoiled with the business yeah. and well neck you don't have like majority control over feldspar co you can still get out there and represent all of its interest well, and one but, of but them that, is well, that, well that's the other thing about feldspar is that they were in the the background they were doing just mm-hmm. dirty dealings like you didn't talk about even the name of the company for the long time and now they're they're backing things publicly for the first time really ever and it really helps yeah. if you have the one of the one of the sons of the company, one of the sons of the owners that is out there saving the galaxy and getting to, to do that with a Feldspar stamp on it. It is interesting that like Feldspar was Feldspar co was a black market kind of organization that is now going good. And the good company Quindar, at least the public facing one (laughs) is the one that was actually you know, full very of <laughs> spies and yeah, doing some very bad things on planets like the one that Ramy exposed and a similar planetoid Jedirat where they've been many for many years doing wide scale climate change, you know, to to terraform a a planet. That's how we, we kind of tied in this season to your, your characters. This operation, I think maybe the majority of shares are indeed under Feldspar Co's uh, your sister's branch of the company but you know you're still able to come out here and, and protect like the total corporate interest but yeah was there do you think Knack another reason to summon everyone get the old crew back together again to to head out here 
I don't know if your characters have all been together for probably a couple of years before this. So I, I feel like they, 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 you know, every once in a while, obviously, you know, we talked about Nack and Raimi, but I, I feel like every once in a while, you know, Nack might text Alindra and Alindra takes two days to respond because she's, <laughs> you know, reading too much stuff. And you know, she's so- in the jungles of Castroville and doesn't have a cell phone. Uh, uh, doesn't have planet wide comms, I guess. Yeah, go get, go get a drink with a dross and see what's going down. And, and I think all of us probably independently have looked into what Andis 148 has going on because we were so attached to, to, to one four seven. He's been raised by goblin. So <laughs> he's, he's had a, <laughs> a lot of, uh, adventures here and there as well in that time. And, uh, most recently you heard he was running around or, or they were running around naked on Akaton. <laughs> we gotta we gotta cover that up <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally yeah. and metaphorically who do we who do we gotta pay off <laughs> but, but for 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 knack to get everybody back together like this i do think that there's kind of two sides of the coin and that you do one thing and you talk about it one too many times it doesn't have quite the same impact as it used to so I do, mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's there's sort of two sides of, of Nax coin is that he's very used to the fame that he has gotten from from all of this. But as part of that, it, as he sees the, the that that star kind of twinkling out, he wants to, to to reinvigorate things and get everybody back together and go on another big adventure, <laughs> not just for fame and profit, but because he likes all these people and, 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 and on some level, I think he still feels like maybe he has something to prove that to, to, to everybody that like, if he could prove it to Raimi, that knack is a good guy and worth being a friend with, he can prove it to Alindra and Adras and, and this new baby Andis. Yeah. They, I, I imagine if you don't save the, the universe though, every couple of years, do you think knack is, is worried that people might forget their their name. Oh, one hundred percent. Idras used to be, a, you know, a, a huge, huge name after you guys took on the Drift Rock and became famous in in the fighting pit of Eox. But for the most part, people have forgotten about him uh, years later. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things where where being in the corporate world with Knack, it's like. Oh, we had a really great year this year. Well, you have to have an even better year next year and an even better year next year. You have an even better year next year or else your stockholders are going to pull their funding, sell their shares, leave you out in the dust. Miles, as as you looked into this project as maybe Knack tried to get the team together, it looks like the Corpse Fleet was planning something very similar here on, on Jetterats as with some of their other locations where, you know, they were looking to to set up a colony here and and kill people to kind of make more soldiers make more members i mean kind of like living zombie brains to to work on their their ships more more dark experiments from them but perhaps for for whatever reason when they, they started here on jetter it looks like they just chose like an easier planet later on but if if you weren't around and, and exposed their their plans elsewhere uh, this planet could have been a very similar kind of tarnishing point for for quindar i mean multiple planetoids could have i think you, you realize that as you you go through some of the the information on 
on the terraforming process. Do you think part part of your your time in the last few years have has been maybe bringing more of things like that to light, more uh, yes. exposés? A hundred percent. When I was writing some of the mm-hmm. stuff for Ramy, part of it was to kind of uncover because Ramy is not an idiot. He knows full well that there will still be cultists working towards a certain goal, and you know, mm-hmm. just because they took down, you know, everything doesn't mean that certain little cracks didn't stick around you know and problem having such a huge corporation is that all it takes is a couple of spies or or something in in a few key positions and they can they can really move some some weight around you know yeah and a, a lot of his time was dedicated to trying at least in the in the resources that he had available to him, uh, you know, and in the, in the more obvious sectors, mm-hmm. you know, track down those things and either change them or get rid of them. And and yeah, so he's still been on the lookout for other cells and other other outfits like this. Doesn't look like the corpse fleet touched these ruins that you've examined, but it is nice to see it for yourself. They, I mean, the planet's terraforming seem to have gone pretty well. It's a nice snowy retreat. And as you, you walk inside here and get settled at, at, in the hallway, Mr. Handswaggle says, oh, you guys can reach me on comms day or night. You know, we don't have any of the five star chefs having reported yet to work but we're still phasing in in the kitchen staff and we have some people here that can make some very delicious things a la carte you know flown in from uh, flash frozen from the finest dining establishments on on Castrovel, the moons of leavara uh, he'll open the door and, and bring your stuff inside and says i'm sorry we don't we don't serve though any Ectonian egg salad sandwiches here. <laughs> hey, the movie. Hey, as long as I don't have to sense motive on any of what you service, I'll be just fine. <laughs> no, none of it's poisoned. Not any of it. Uh, anyway, you know, you guys, when you say it like that, I can I sense motive on him right now? <laughs> I want to sense motive on all of him. Now he seems like a pretty nice kid. I don't know. He's like twenty seven. <laughs> human kid uh yeah you guys yeah hot tub here fully furnished trivid and holographic amusement chambers there's a shooting range of you know athletic equipment and like its own little room you probably have like a pickleball court or something <laughs> i don't know what rich people play uh what what is what does knack and, and Ramy do to unwind i mean knack would sit down and <laughs> Look at the numbers, look at the daily numbers, all of the numbers, and just make sure everything mm-hmm. is ticking up, make a note of what's ticking down and seeing if there's anything that he can do or any emails he can send or or, or space emails, vid mails, whatever they call them in when, Starfinder. When, when you guys are at who, who's in charge of the, the rumpus room, do you have like a, a number two? <laughs> In, in who does of, number two work for you're, uh, oh you're man i didn't even to, think about who's running the rumpus room while this is going on oh, need to make man. an npc yeah, i'm trying in charge. Did, wasn't there someone that we had tagging along for a little bit that that Adras saved that was rao kelly and she is she's not in rumpus room ship. yeah she's not rumpus room uh material <laughs> <laughs> Material. It's gotta, it's gotta be somebody that that Nack is uh, has hired that was like, you know, the one of the bouncers or like the the daytime 
custodian members. Ex- <laughs> what was that? Maybe, maybe they hired a certain uplifted bear to tend bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's a perfect job for him. <laughs> you hate from, living on Absalom Station, though. He yeah. probably would, but well, you they, know got a, they got a big green Central Park kind of area. I don't know. That, uh, that, that's, think, that's something we need to return to after we put a little more thought into the best yeah, possible we'll think, pun name. Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, Mr. Hans Weigel is happy here. Otherwise, he'd be like, I'll take the job. <laughs> uh, you guys get it. You guys get a great night's rest. I believe your poisoned condition does go away, Nack. Yes. And yeah, you're able to suit up and, and go out into the, the cold the next day. After you get a, a good night's sleep and yeah, you pass by a dross who's deep into a robotic massage, getting around his, his heavy scaly hide and Alindra, I imagine, is relaxing in the the library with some Castrovellian floral tea, maybe a data pad. And as Nack walks by a dross, he just he points out, eh, check it out, and points at his tail, tail blades back on. <laughs> No. Oh, God. Says it draws. <laughs> Finally. The team didn't feel assembled without the MVP. <laughs> Tailblade. Andis is outside building a snowman. Caddy Wampus is like, it's <laughs> like sticking out the top of it. Like he's the head. <laughs> uh, it'll, it'll crawl up on top of one for each shoulders. Yeah. Do you guys have any other relaxation plans for the day? Is Do they might want to do some some skiing, hitting the slopes, maybe go swimming. Well, I know that. I mean, obviously in season one, uh, Remy had a penchant for spirits. So I would mm-hmm. imagine that has carried on. But now that he can afford some really good stuff, he <laughs> his way of unwinding is having a, a very nice bottle of, of obscenely expensive and rare alcoholic beverages. <laughs> Mr. Hanswagel comes up. It's like, oh, look, there's my entire uh, annual salary in that bottle. <laughs> I'll get you some more ice, sir. <laughs> I get yourself a glass. Come on. Oh, yeah, that'll, that'll pay my rent. Uh, <laughs> as, as you guys get back from a, a long day of unwinding, gets to your, your suite's hallway as you're getting to the door. A familiar voice calls down the hall. That of Lyda Lantrell, a camera bot, Rob Bob 3.5 hovering behind her. Oh, please, Mr. Feldsmar, Mr. Quindar, my audience is just dying for an interview. The the news that your crew of the Drift Rider is, is back together. The footage, your ship destroying those drones in, in less than a minute. It's all too much. You got to give us something about your mission. What are you guys lo- looking into? Look, you know, I understand that that people follow us pretty closely. Sometimes we we wear our hearts on our sleeves. We show off some things. And sometimes we, we can't really talk a lot about what we're doing. Just we're under some agreements to, to keep things just for our personal safety uh, under under wraps. But I tell you what, you ask us, I'll give you three questions. I'll answer the ones that we feel comfortable a- answering. How about? Oh that? my goodness! I mean, yeah, I, I I would love to to sit down. Can can I come into your room? Do Do you have time now? Uh, you know, I think we've got a few minutes. Come on. All right. As you guys return home here inside your suite, you see, indeed, it has all the amenities 
going for you, a roaring holographic fireplace, a, a relaxation pod ready for you. There's a, a business suite and office to the side, full bedrooms in the back. And of course, no suite in a hotel would be complete without a huge, mysterious floating purple orb in the middle of it. It seems to be radiating some kind of glowing mist. So, was that on the, the, the brochure? Was that in the brochure? Uh, <laughs> it it was not here when, when you left. <laughs> and yeah, as, as you get inside, Lytlin Trowel is like, oh my, I'm, I'm definitely too poor. I don't know what that thing is at all. <laughs> yeah, I understand that you have that, that reaction. Uh, this is absolutely totally normal but you know maybe um just give they us bu- five they busted out the purple orb uh, as as you maybe move over in its direction or or look at it pondering it perhaps this orb it speaks out psychically into your mind <laughs> that, saying, that, uh, that meme is going to be so tired by the time this comes out <laughs> yeah we are cutting edge <laughs> memory i don't know it's all over the dnd tiktok still the, the it psychically says to you both blowing bong bling bong bing bong blowing bling bong bling it's speaking orbies which is that on your list drew i don't think so uh but can i roll a culture check to see what i can decipher well what you can both do is roll me initiative checks oh no (laughs) we're getting out of this with me trying to kill you there's no Edros or Alindra here to save you. It's just the two of you. You know, just a week ago, there was no Edros or Alindra to save me because everybody was confused. And that was the <laughs> only one attacking the enemy. Yeah, it's so you're true. probably fine. You're probably fine. Let me show you. I mean, I don't know if you need to, to see what a giant purple orb oh, looks like. Oh, that's what a giant purple orb looks like. How is <laughs> from the alien archive it's just literally a purple orb of, of energy with like yeah like a purple mist underneath it <laughs> I, you know when you said the words they just didn't come together but man seeing the picture just that is a giant purple orb it's worth You're a thousand right, Patrick. and I rolled a natural one on initiative yes. so <laughs> I guess I'll get a good amount of action first but it has you moving kind of closely to it. I need you both to make me a will save. Oh. Will save for its astral mist. Boom, baby. Oh, natural 20. I'll make one for light of land trail. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, five on the dice for miles. Light of land trail is pretty good. But as you get closer to it, uh, starting the turn miles this thing is like a a crazy light show that you've not seen before and you are starting with the fascinated condition you are straight fascinated by whatever this thing is and uh, just pretty uh, you're entranced while you have the condition you just stand quietly take no actions and other than looking at the, the thing with the effect I have a question, Patrick. Yes. Does this episode take place after we have leveled up to level 13? Uh, level 14, but yes. Level 14? Oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you guys have some some new abilities. You're fully rested, and let's get into this combat. Knack, you see <laughs> Raimi go from like fighting stance to just like dropping his arms and staring at the, the pretty orb. What would you like to do? 
Raimi, don't quit. Raimi is now no longer fascinated until the beginning of my next turn. What is don't quit? Don't Ooh. quit is as a standard action, you can single a, a signal a single ally within 60 feet. That ally ignores one condition of your choice until the start of your next turn. Uh, choosing from a very long list of conditions, fascinated being one of them. <laughs> at, at this high level, it's like any condition. Yeah. Basically. Uh, uh, okay. And, and is that a uh, move or standard? That action? is a standard action. Okay. You gotta move. Uh, but because of that, I can also say, and while you're at it, get them. Little <laughs> intro is like, I don't have a weapon, but I will film this. What do you want to do, Miles? So. <sighs> I'm trying to think this this is orb purple orb. Can I roll mysticism to kind of figure it out? Yes, this is indeed an aberration, which I believe will be mysticism. OK. Oh, I saw it want to be 18. Oh, so bad. Be an 18. <laughs> uh, what did you roll? Uh, 24. I think you might have heard about indeed sapient purple orbs in the packed worlds they are extremely rare but the ones you've heard about are like basketball sized this one is like six foot diameter it's it's huge Um, just like coffee table Uh, what is a basketball (laughs) it's a ball that fits in a basket you, there are baskets and there are balls, so that counts. <laughs> <laughs> like a hand-woven basket. <laughs> would would, would Raimi know possibly some of its basic properties, like if what the right attack would be for one of these guys? They, I will say, I don't... Well, you've, you've rolled enough the, for the base ones. Let's just double check. I think you'd know that they might be they have like void adaptations because they are just like found floating in space sometimes so perhaps would be immune to cold i don't know if you have any cold weapons but not not cold weapons okay so uh i guess also would he know how to contain one you said they're rare which i would mean i would take to mean they could possibly be valuable (laughs) yes and you know, uh, one of one of the the things that that Mac has kind of helped him realize is that you should never overlook an opportunity to make some extra money. Okay, so what I've do you taught what him would you so like well? <laughs> well, I I would like to try to devise a way to see if I can get this thing maybe unconscious or prone so that we could you know make use of its rarity. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know if you have any spells to do that, or you can just beat it up till it falls unconscious. That's also always uh, oh, an option. Okay, well, then I'm going to imagine it's not going to get one shotted by this. So I'm going to go ahead and use my artillery laser. Blast, blast. Go right ahead. And hopefully, wait, or no, not not my artillery laser, my X-Gen gun. Sorry. Oh. With the ghost killer, the usual. A cack attack. Well, are you going to roll? Come on, roll 20. Sometimes roll 20 struggles with the amount of dice that we have. At level 14 combat. <laughs> there we go. Uh, well, I assume they're both hits. One's at 35, one's 39. We'll take whichever one you want. You have a Damn quick scroll? I do. Then two attacks, and these include your. Oh, I, I, so I didn't mean to roll two attacks. The d- dang thing stuck. Oh. And All right. If you want to just do one attack, then yes, yeah, just, 35. Just one attack. Definitely okay. a hit. 46 points of damage. Yes. Uh, all 
piercing. And yeah, it, it just goes blah, blah, blah. These bullets ripping through its kind of like energy field. It does seem to take physical damage. Um, that will move us to its turn. And I think because you did the most damage here, it is going to attack. Oh, Remy, can you make me a will save as it gets inside your mind and starts going yeah the same again nothing but natural fives for miles oh Um, man that is a fail for a level four mind thrust not a lot of damage it's just 10 d10 damage 10 d10 it's so much bloop Let's see if Roll Toy wants to roll these. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. 57 points of damage. And with a level four, you are a fatigued for one round as well. Fatigued as the condition. That is going to be its turn, though, and bring us back to you, Nick. Can I attempt diplomacy with this thing? Why don't you make I, me? I've already a, shot it, so it oh. might not be super. <laughs> Why don't you make me a culture check and see if you can figure out any bits and bobs of of this language? It's going to be difficult because it's a very rare uh, race or species or entity. Uh, so that's a thirty-four plus. Uh, so it's a thirty-nine. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be enough to figure out uh, enough to communicate here in the, the midst of battle. But I think you probably got from its first speech that it is it was shouting, you know, something at you. It was a fairly hostile voice calling out. Yeah. What would you like to do with your <sighs> turn here? Just just rested. And now I got to spend all my RP again. So I would like to, to say get him one more time. Raimi, come on, get him and just don't quit. But with don't quit, if I spend an RP, I can permanently remove a, mm-hmm. a one of the things, um, assuming that I'm allowed to remove it because there are some things that I'm not allowed to remove uh, because of like just the, the status uh, and that uh, just to remove the fascinating condition. Sure, sure. Okay, so doing that, uh, do you have do you, do you want to move away from this thing as well? Yeah, uh, I can't because if I use that, if I use my move and my standard, I cannot do anything. Okay, Rainy, back to you. Okay, so Rainy's a little hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he's, I mean, yeah, he's gonna go back to trying to light this thing up at this point. You know, a, a, rare, a rare item is great, but also, you know, breathing is better. So he's gonna take another shot at this thing. Actually, yeah, he's going to take a shot. Single shot. Yeah, single shot at this guy um, or this thing. And roll 20. Come on, come on, come on. That's good. Oh, never mind. Uh, that is a miss, I'm assuming. It's 23. Three on the dice. Is this against KAC? Uh, yes. Be a 25. Let's get him. With get him, that's a hit. Oh, good. Uh, 32 points of damage. Okay. It is bloodied after that, I believe. Oh, good. After all the hurt it put on me, it deserves to be bloodied. I can do math here. What You've done 78 points of damage. What's what's 78 times 2? 156. It is like exactly bloodied. <laughs> Very close there. Okay. So, excellent. 
And do you want to move away from this thing as well? Uh, yes. Move back, take some shots. Yeah, okay. I'm going to move back probably a, a, a good chunk. <laughs> it's going to then blast, I think. Uh, we're going to blast at a, a knack feldspar with a attack and you see the single large orb inside of it kind of floating many smaller orbs you know the size of balls that could fit in baskets um, that kind of like form out of the center and swirl around making kind of like a holographic display that blasts you with a range attack from afar boom 17 on the dice those hits and this is 2d8 plus 11 18 points of damage. What kind of damage are you? Memory damage? <laughs> it's against EAC as a mind-affecting force uh, force effect, so force damage. Make me a will save. It's a 24. Nice. Let's see here. The DC for this ability is only 20, so you are not stunned by, by the attack, but you get a rush of memories as it's kind of like inside your brain maybe some of like the the worst memories of being on the run in absalom station you know getting hounded by loan sharks and, and muscle and things like that but you can shake it off a little bit as we go back to your turn are these memories are these memories my memories or its memories yes your memories it seems to have assaulted you with bringing up a painful past well i certainly don't like that so we're going to hmm let me think here what we're gonna do all right orby just settle yourself down here and let's just try to have a civil conversation clever faint okay and this is against if it has sense motive sense motive plus 10 sound right uh, uh, same DC is checked faint against the enemy. Also, I'm just going to go ahead and add this <laughs> just to go ahead and make sure that you can't because that's a <laughs> 44 <laughs> bluff check. Yeah, so with faint, it's 15 plus one and a half their CR or 10 plus their sense motive. I think one and a half their CR is going to be a little higher, but 40 is going to do it. Um, so they are flat footed. What do you want to do for a standard? Uh, and we're going to, with improved get them, we're going to take a non-lethal shot. Okay, go right ahead. A non-lethal shot with the uh, Pistola Perihelion. And that's a oh, yeah. something, because it's minus four, but it's, I think it's just a 28 flat with the, with the bonuses and with the negative for non-lethal. Yeah, that's a hit. For 15 damage. Okay, still points on the board here it is still up as we get to back to you Ramy. um so can i i, I it's a minus four to make it non-lethal mm-hmm. okay so I, uh, I do have I, oh so oh i'm sorry Ramy is no longer fascinated but you do are still shaken okay not stirred it's shaken. not a martini not stirred but so maybe after my, this minus fight. two to attack rolls as well so so it'd be minus six if i went for non-lethal mm-hmm all right, uh, Ramey, let's, do Ramey. let's do it. 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 Blast him. There's no way this can come back and haunt me. Blast 35. Him. Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> yeah, 35 non-lethal. 35 to hit, 35 damage. Okay. It is still up as we go on to its turn. 
Oh, what what hasn't it done yet? As a standard action, it hasn't given up yet. It's going to move closer to you guys, and I need you both to make a what is this save? Oh, a reflex save. Uh, both make me a reflex save as it spins up and increases its purple luminance, and it, it gets aggressively bright. And you guys have to make a reflex save or be dazzled and or perhaps blinded. Oh, my goodness. Nothing but natural 20s for you guys' saves. Drew, what's yours, Drew? It's only a 23. A natural 20 from Miles and a 23 from the excandescent flash. I I read that. Look, I I love purple, too. Everybody loves purple. We don't have to be more purple right now. That is going to be enough to save. So uh, you guys are just dazzled uh, by this brilliant display. Does this really take up its standard action? Yes. <laughs> so that is its turn as we go back to, oh, to Nag. You took all your turn to make yourself pretty. I, I should really throwing out nothing but uh, uh, fourth, fourth level mind. Oh, it's only got one per day. So actually, no, never mind. <laughs> so Sorry, I have to refer to my, uh, my uh, Paizo things to figure out what dazzled does oh i have it up here in front of me it's only a minus one to attack oh, rolls then, then so we're gonna be just just fan <laughs> and perception checks yeah all right ah dropping my cards okay here we go so we are gonna do another uh <laughs> all right all right sphery just settle down i know you like the color purple but not everybody can be as purple as this rat Clever faint. Mm-hmm. And we're going to expertise with that, too. Uh, I don't know why that rolled twice. Uh, so that's a 42 fluff check for faint. Also a success. All right. And then, of course, get him and non-lethal with the laser pistol again. Okay. A minus five into two. Ooh. Two, natural- two. Kaboom. Toot, toot. Oh, we're moving on to Miles. All right. right so, gonna try, try some more non-lethal. All right. And let's see if this uh, this works. Give me another round. I want another round. Well, I'm 20. <laughs> Can't kill us in the special episode, Patrick. <laughs> I wish. All right. So you've rolled a nine for 29 total, and that does not include... Get him, but get it, you have a minus one, four, two, three, four, minus seven, plus two. Right? Why does he have a minus seven? Mm, is he not still shaken? Oh, I forgot about shaken. Uh, shaken, dazzled, non-lethal. He's, he's so, not dazzled though because he saved that check. Uh, yeah, I rolled a natural twenty on that. Oh no, we we were dazzled. We just weren't the other one. Sorry, too many status effects in this book. Oh, no, no. If you <laughs> if you save it, you are good. So I think if you oh, it says if you fail by five or more, you're blinded. So you're oh. fine for that. So minus six. Oh, so I wasn't dazzled. I mean, not that it matters for how poorly <laughs> I rolled. But. Yeah, and that so, is a twenty six with no so. 25 with a plus two for get him yeah uh and it's flat footed so yes that is a hit and that is going to take us out of combat as the orb falls to the ground like <laughs> bring wrong. i imagine it's like i imagine it's other two sound effects one is just <laughs> a gigantic glass orb just like doom 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 
and the other is like just a, one of those inflatable kickballs just like bouncing around. Um, yeah, it sounds like, you know, uh, a, a completely empty school gymnasium with a basketball just slowly <laughs> bouncing to a resting <laughs> spot on your your hardwood uh, floors here in the chalet. It's a, it's a ball that fits in a flipping basket, Drew. <laughs> it makes perfect <laughs> universal sense. After a while, this thing does, you know, kind of come to and begin speaking in your mind perhaps in like a, a broken Orbian accent in, in common and says you have defeated me but you are still not able to provide the answer my creator has sent me to warn you uh, that's nice. And maybe like takes a local like, like trash can, empties it out, and shoves the orb in there. <laughs> Wait, and then no, hang, on, the hang on, hang on, hang on, stop! <laughs> it's a warning for some reason. This thing that attacked us is now warning us of something. Uh, and he can warn us from the confines of this trash can because we're going to sell this thing. Look, I get it, but just like <laughs> let me let me sense motive on this warning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a 38. Do I even need to roll expertise? You, I mean, it seems to be, um, now that you can understand it, pretty emphatic that it is is trying to convey something to you. It, it continues on as like, are you must, if you continue forward, great calamity shall follow. You must be warned. If we're trying to be warned, why did you attack us? I am a luminant one of few but many and I must subdue you so you would understand my threat is real. That I'm going to be real with you. You could just talk to us. Just use the common language. I can teach it to you. I know it and I have a pretty good ear for languages. Can we spend some time together to figure out what the pronk you're talking about? Pardon my versite, but it has been prophesied that which is hidden shall be revealed, that which is missing shall return, and it that destroys shall emerge once more. Remy shakes the the trash can. Oh, Stop no. being cryptic! Stop, Stop being cryptic! Let me talk. Let me talk to this thing. Okay, he's talking nonsense. Uh, well, I must look. speak in secrets. It is my way. Can you? Is there any any check I can roll to to get a straight answer from this thing? Why don't you? I don't think you did it. Do you want to make me a mysticism check? See if you can figure something out about these creatures. Oh, yeah. Let me do this. I'm lucky that I actually put points in mysticism. (laughs) 19. (laughs) Actually, oh, I guess that that is fine. Either of you can also make me a life science. It's actually supposed to be life science for the race. I think mysticism, perhaps figure out what exactly they are. Where's Alindra when you need her? Uh. <laughs> Actually, I don't think she has life science at all. So you guys might be much better. 27? Oh, a 27, I think, will be exactly to, to figure out, indeed, these are luminance. This is a, a collection of sapient purple orbs that are 
known to be kind of solitary in the universe and maybe like a hundred years ago there was a lot more sightings of them but they've become less and less seen i don't know if they're in hiding or if their numbers have dwindled over that time but yeah um part of their life cycle was clusters of them kind of advancing together and, and joining up into one large single orb but yeah besides that you don't know too too much about this one here any other any other questions for it what 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 is hidden that will reveal itself a great enemy that will show calamity to all that you know i'm gonna shake him again i wish i I wish that this answered the question we've been through a lot of great enemies um is it related to the sieve technology that we've been been researching that which you have been following the path of shall be the source of a great calamity indeed each year my kind vanishes or reforms as we draw closer to the final truth being omitted one of you shall betray yours before that which you hold dear as it has been written and as it has been prophesied orb and i apologize for calling you that i just don't know your name Orb is fine. Will you come with us so that we may learn more of your prophecies? I have several I must warn. I have a very tight schedule to keep. Uh, you have been warned. Just know that. And if you could sign here to, <laughs> to tell my superiors that uh, your warning has been received, I would gladly appreciate that. But I must be going now. You ain't going nowhere. No, we will. We will knock you out again before you leave us, Orb. You know it. We can do it. We, you've watched us. You've watched it happen. Uh, it begins to dematerialize. It doesn't seem like it's something it's doing. It's just like flitting out of experience. It's like, oh, I told you I did not have time here. And you you really messed up with the questions you asked. I wish I could have told you more, but you didn't ask some questions. And it indeed just kind of fades away. And you're left with a large, messy suite and Lida Lantrell in the background, <laughs> like clicking the record button off. And it's like, I think I got everything I needed here. That was more than great. Thank you guys. Thank you both so much. And as as it it pulls out, obviously you you get to hear it one last time psychically in your minds, commanding you all to be continued. <laughs> well, to Ramey, be continued. This is what happens when you ask the genie for more wishes. <laughs> I just don't like orbs, I think. <laughs> and he just like drops a trash can and like they both go, like, go into their their suite to, to relax Stupid orbs. i mean the, the more you say you dislike this character the more times it's gonna show up in the ap orb is gonna be the new rob office in the back of your ship like captain we can't do this the ship won't hold together oh so so here's the thing is Raimi's irritated Un- unlike season one where both Raimi and miles hated rob bob miles does is not bothered by the orb. Ramy is. Ah, gotcha. Ramy just doesn't like interlopers. I think. Makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Interlope um, orbs. Yeah. Interlope but, orbs. This. I mean, there be more things that will be explained, but certainly a mystical, magical, <laughs> giant inflatable ball from 
maybe elsewhere in the, the universe, just kind of like showing up in your far out room to, to give you a warning is maybe, maybe you're on the right track to another <laughs> crazy adventure. Nack and Raimi. Uh, we shall see that. That's all I've, I've got for this special episode, guys. Thanks for playing with me. Thank, Thank you. Have fun explaining this to the other three when we play next about what happened. They were they all they all get done with their their their. Oh, I'm sure once they hear, I'm sure once they hear, Miles and Drew had their own episode. They will be wrapped with attention listening to it. <laughs> yeah, they I'm already, I'm to already sharing bit. the MP3 with with them so that they'll be prepared for when we record next, which is tomorrow night and. We'll be <laughs> right. Good times. Uh, I, just, that's gonna do it. I just can't wait for Tyler to be like, you mean an orb, a purple ball? Talk to you. How did it speak? It's a ball. I don't know. <laughs> I'll do. I'll do uh, <laughs> single episodes with all the three of them where they just take this thing out in like one round of combat. <laughs> it's like it just shows up and they're like, orb attack. And they'll take it out in one Trip- round of combat, but no one will be able to talk to it. Triple attack. Yeah, well, that's why you guys got the the special orb episode. That's that's going to do it. Thanks for playing with me and the listeners. Thanks for listening. Oh, we'll catch you next time on Cosmic Crit. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Cosmic Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 